0: Hey, Future hey, Medics. Medics. Hey, Future Medics. I'm Josh. Fee. I'm Anne. And today we have a special listener that forced us to include her in the podcast. Hi, my name's is Jaya. Today we're going to be talking about New Year's
1: resolutions and maybe like the negative aspects of it. Obviously, every year it's like January, right? Every year people make New Year's <laughs> oh, resolutions. Hi, New year. <laughs> with their little like You know the thing like on TikTok that's like New Year, New Me? Like, that whole thing. Yeah. But people might not know is that New Year's resolutions can actually be kind of harmful to your mental health if they're not executed properly. And in a world where, like, mental health is already such a huge problem, it's important that we're not affecting our mental health as much as possible. And so that's why we're here today talking about the negative effects of new year's resolutions on mental health so first we're going to cover the psychology behind new year's resolutions and then we're going to cover like, the effects of it on mental health and then we're going to cover how to make proper new year's resolutions so that you can make good new year's resolutions that aren't harmful to your health and obviously before we start just make sure you subscribe to our podcast on all platforms which right now are spotify google Podcasts, amazon music and apple music and then also make sure you subscribe to our video (laughs) podcast on youtube okay so i'm gonna be first starting about just like the psychology behind new year's
0: resolutions so quickly before we start do you guys have any new year's resolutions okay this year not gonna lie i kind of slacked off i didn't think of a specific new year's resolution no same this year Okay, this year, I guess my New Year's resolution
1: is because last year, I had all of these like ideas of things that I wanted to start in my mind. But I never actually did them because I was like, just like, you know what, I'll do this later. So mine is just like making
2: sure I actually like go and do it. For me, I feel like like, I didn't forget to have a New Year's resolution. I like chose not to have one because I thought that since it affected my mental health so much every single year, I just was like, I can't bear that pressure again. So I just want to you know, just be me. I just want to be the person I was last year and just work yeah. on myself.
1: Honestly, that's you're like looking out after
0: yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I already got the memo before. Did. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like um, we didn't have specific resolutions, but me and Jaya for our English project, we had to make a New Year's resolution. So I feel like mm-hmm. that's the one I'd be most similar to, which is mm-hmm. I feel like this is actually a healthy one. It's just to um find happiness in the ordinary things of each day instead of. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that is, brain is brain actually brain. such a good resolution.
2: To have. <laughs> yeah, and okay, what just was yours? Find value in the things we learn, and I actually got this from Ann because I feel like we like go through school and we just worry about our assignments and our grades, but we really don't focus on what the assignment's teaching us. And you know, like it's it's so sad to see that we're complaining about grades and everything, but we should be grateful that we're even getting an education in the first
1: place I know I feel like I go to school and the only thing that like I'll do an assignment but the only thing I'll be worrying about that is the grade that I'm gonna get like I'm never thinking about what I'm learning yeah okay so first I want to talk about why people make new year's resolutions when they can make like a goal like any time of the year right what is so special about new year's people typically make resolutions looking back and deciding where it is they were lacking Mm -hmm. so then this is the time that people typically make resolutions because it's kind of like a natural time to reflect on the previous year and then think about what you want to improve about yourself so next i want to talk about like the types of resolutions that people make and obviously it's probably like no surprise to us that most resolutions are health related kind of like exercising more maybe losing weight people mostly make resolutions to feel better about their bodies like fixing or eating their diet or like changing how they look 35 percent of resolutions are usually about like financial or work related goals so maybe like saving money or getting organized and then five to ten percent are about social goals so maybe like spending more time for yourself spending time with your family meeting like a partner or maybe just like meeting more friends. So now I'm going to talk about the actual like psychology behind setting resolutions. The first thing that people set resolutions for are for personal development. So basically what this is, is just looking inwards on yourself and focusing on how to better yourself. And people do this because um, we feel that if we don't, develop and like change anything about our lives it becomes very stagnant you're doing the same thing every single day and it gets boring so people make goals so that they can change up their lives for the better and obviously this can go like the other way too like if you make bad changes then your lives will be changed for like the worse but when people make resolutions it's usually like for the better And so also this idea of like self-reflection is important because it shows us that we have a sense of direction of what we want our future to be. So like just reflecting on ourselves and like reflecting on what we want to change in the future shows us that we have like a sense of the future. So we know like what we want our future to be and stuff like that. Okay, so the next thing I think it's really cool is self-efficacy. And so self-efficacy is basically beliefs in their capacity to execute behaviors necessary to make specific outcomes. Okay, so that was like probably like so much to unload <laughs> at once. So I'm gonna like simple it or yeah, make it simpler. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so self-efficacy is basically just our confidence that our actions can exert an influence over the environment and also ourselves so that we can make a change. Um okay I also feel like that was so much so wait maybe, let me try this again. <laughs> it's basically that we feel confident in ourselves that we can um we can change our actions and in turn it'll like influence our lives in the way that we want. And so without self-efficacy new year's resolutions would never even exist, right? Because it wouldn't be anything but wishful thinking. Cuz if you don't believe in yourselves, you can accomplish your New Year's resolutions, no change would ever even happen. Mm-hmm. And so um this is important because it's kind of like an acknowledgement of what we want with our lives. We're putting in the effort to uh to make ourselves better. And so this belief allows people to believe that they would be able to put in effort to achieve their own New Year's resolutions.
0: Um I feel like that's such a basic idea, but we don't even like think about it that way. Yeah. Is what I mean you believe in yourself yeah oh hashtag (laughs) (laughs) self-love accomplishing
1: your goal and especially if it's like a new year's resolution that's obviously like a long-term goal right it's you're gonna have setbacks but like people with strong self-efficacy will be able to like spring back from their setbacks they'll look at their setbacks and be like okay so what went wrong and what can i do to like fix it but then people with low self-efficacy are more likely to avoid the challenging aspects of the goal. So, like, maybe with a setback, they're just going to lose confidence in their ability and they're not going to, like, be motivated to um, to do the rest anymore. And then self-efficacy, obviously, it's, like, it's a good thing to have and it's something that people can develop. And so... Um, one thing you can do is focusing on the positive successes rather than the stuff you haven't accomplished. So like obviously if you make a goal, usually it's like you have like small successes in between, right? So people with like strong self-efficacy would be able to focus on the small successes rather than like the obstacles that they have to face to get there. But people with like weak self-efficacy will focus on the obstacles and like think they aren't capable. Another thing that'll help you improve your self-efficacy is probably like p- positive affirmations and positive feedback from others. So if the people that you're surrounding yourself with believe in you and then they're encouraging you and you're like thinking to yourself, you're like, oh my God, I can do this. I'm, I am doing this. Right. But if you like surround yourself with people that are um, giving you negative feedback, um, they're telling you, oh yeah, you're, you're going to fail. You're not going to be able to do this, um, incapable or stuff like that, um, then you're bound to fail because people around you themselves are telling you that you're not going to be able to do it and they don't believe in you. So you have to surround yourself with people who recognize your successes and believe in you to make sure that um, you are successful in your goals.
0: Guys, New Year, drop all your fake friends. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> also, I mean,
2: sorry, Jeffrey, but um, like there's a line between, I think, telling someone that they're going to fail and challenging them and I think that there should be you should have friends that not only tell you that you're doing good and you're being successful but also pushing you towards you know your next goal so it's important to recognize like is this wish the best for me or are they just trying to drag me down like you need to also identify what's the purpose behind them saying that
1: yeah and this is something i'm gonna go into like a little bit later because even like having people like push to push you and challenge you it will help you like accomplish your goals but social norms so um social norms are just informal rules that society creates that people feel obligated to follow right it's kind of like everyone's doing it so then you have to do it too and one is obviously to make new year's resolutions. feels like mandatory Yeah, it feels mandatory. So that's a big reason why people make resolutions, because they see like people all around them making them, and they feel obligated
0: to make them too. Guys, Um, we didn't get into peer pressure, like none of us even made resolutions. I know, look at us. (laughs) I feel like I never really thought of resolutions like that. I feel like people think it's like a tradition almost, and that makes it makes them do it less for themselves and more just for the sake of it being new years and I feel like that makes it less motivating to the person if that makes sense because I always think of it like this if I can't start or think of the resolution successfully anytime during the year what makes it so different that I'll magically achieve it during the new year right yeah like I think real motivated goals are something that you think of and try to start throughout the year not just during new years And I'm not saying New Year's is a bad time to start, but if you just picked a random resolution just because it's New Year's and you've never considered self-improvement before, like, be for real, you're not going to achieve your goal. (laughs) Yeah, like if you're doing it
1: for yourself, it's like a different thing. But if you're doing it just because everyone else is, it's like.
0: Yeah. And I even think the thing of like waiting around for New Year's to start your resolution isn't a good habit either, because Mm -hmm. that means you're just like relying on a burst of motivation or waiting for things to change. And that means you're probably not going to stick with your goal because y- your motivation for New Year's is not going to be the same throughout the yeah. whole. Year. So, yeah. Um.
1: Okay. So then the last thing I want to touch on is why we forget New Year's resolutions. Because, like, obviously, it's kind of like it's the end of January right now. And probably, like, by now, everyone's already forgotten their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> if, like, if we're being honest. But <laughs> um. So I want to talk about, like, why we forget our resolutions so easily. And so we get so wrapped up in the in the excitement of setting a resolution without thinking about all the steps that we have to do to achieve them right so The best way to like overcome that part is just imagining the outcome and how bad you want it before you actually start work so that you like plan better a large amount of our behaviors are unconscious so that so it's like it's like we kind of like set what we need to do every day kind of that early year so then like our sleep schedule like even when we grow up our sleep schedule typically like remains around the same the foods we eat stay the same and like the people we talk to too Sleep schedule actually
0: changes if you go to AOS. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but honestly,
0: like, when
1: I was younger, I never used to sleep early. Like, okay, like, obviously, it's gotten worse. Like, I sleep later than, like, 12 now. But oh, yeah. like, even when I was younger, like, on school nights, I would sleep at 12. And then
0: on the weekends, I I'd, I'd wake up at 11. You know, I would sleep at, like, 7 p.m. Like, my sister would sleep oh, later than me. She's younger than me. I was such okay. an early until, like, really? 6 Oh my yeah. god, he's now
1: it? I think, and I think like four AM, five
0: AM. <laughs> I was literally the opposite when I was little.
1: <laughs> no way. <laughs> Obviously, like New Year's resolution, since you're not used to like the change, it's a very conscious action. Like you have to think about it to implement it, mm-hmm. and it's like it's really hard to incorporate a conscious action like a lot in life where it's filled with so many like unconscious actions where you're not mm-hmm. thinking about it, right? And it takes up a lot of like your conscious energy to do that. And so um, you kind of like rely on the excitement of of New Year's, right? Because it's the beginning of the year. It's like it's really exciting. (laughs) You rely on the excitement of New Year's as your driving factor. And eventually the excitement wears off. And now you don't have anything to like fuel the energy that you need to accomplish your New Year's resolutions. So that's basically like um,
0: a big reason why we forget. I think that's so cool like the conscious thing this is so weird and this happens to me all the time but sometimes like nobody ever realizes they're breathing until they think about it and then when I think about the fact that I'm breathing all of a sudden I need to breathe so heavily in order to like actually (laughs) I
1: literally I'll like think about I'll be like oh my god I'm I'm breathing right now but then I'll like forget how to breathe (laughs) oh my
0: god am I breathing right now (laughs) <laughs> just I just think it's so weird how like breathing is such like it literally keeps us alive and our brains can just do it without us even thinking about it. Like no. when you recall your day, do you think I breathe? No, but no. like it's so essential, and I feel like that shows like how if we implement a goal and really stick to it, it will like literally become a subconscious part of us. Yeah, to think about because like okay, because
1: um this isn't like a New Year's resolution, but this was like I think I started this like winter break, beginning of December, but my goal was to, like, try and, like, take care of my skin a little better, so, mm-hmm. but I've been doing it, like, religiously, right, so mm-hmm. now it's kind of, like, I can't wake up or, like, sleep without, like, washing my face and
0: mm-hmm. applying, like, lotion or whatever. Ew, I feel dirty if I don't do Yeah, it. if I do that, yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, and so other reasons that you might, like, forget about New Year's resolutions is lack of accountability, so if the, Okay, so obviously I know a lot of New Year's resolutions are about, like, yourself, but if you, like, okay, so some people are able to just, like, do it if it's just, like, if it's just they're doing it for themselves and they're not doing it for anyone else, but some people, it's, like, if it's just yourself, it's, like, you're not just dis- really disappointing anyone, right? So then it's, like, it's easier for you not to do it because if, like, someone else is relying on you to accomplish your goal, then it's, like, oh, wait, I have to do this for my... Or might like, for this person? But if it's just for you, it's kind of like, okay, do I really have to do it? If you start getting lazy and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, we really don't care about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So
1: um, you can try asking a supportive friend or family member who has, like, similar goals and wants to accomplish similar things to start, like, the journey with you so that you guys can keep each other accountable. And also, it's, like, more motivating to do this anyways because, like, now you're doing it with a friend and you're not, like, you don't feel, like, alone know
0: yeah that's a good tip yeah Jay, I want to hold me accountable uh no guys <laughs> this um, is of a fake friend that you need to <laughs> <talk in 2020. laughs> um but i feel like there's an uh, there's
2: another side to holding like to having a partner to um you know like do the goal together because i feel like when you have a partner and you're doing of course their their schedule and your schedule won't match. Like you guys have two different lives. So pretend like they have something that's going on in their lives, then you associate trying to work on that goal with that person. So if that person is gone and they're not with you or like they're on vacation, something else, you won't be able to work on that goal because you don't have any self-confidence within yourself. But, it's all because of the yeah, other yeah. person. So it's like it's like a two-sided thing like yes they're gonna yeah. motivate you, you need to but... like
0: draw a line yeah, to me. yeah.
2: but yeah. like I feel like with that
1: too like if the person's going on vacation obviously they're, they're not going to be motivated to do their goal right so the person that's at home I feel like they could also like they could go both ways like it could be like the person that's at home will keep them on track the person on vacation maybe like walking outside every day so then like Obviously, if you're on vacation, like, you're going to want to, like, relax and do nothing. But maybe, like, the person that's at home could, like, tell them, hey, you got to walk. It's time to walk. Good point. And so, I just... like... <laughs> <laughs> But, like, also, I feel like it could go the way Jaya said, too. It's, like, definitely, like, two-sided. Mm-hmm. But, okay, and then... Um, I have like two more reasons why. The second thing is that our goals are too broad. So it's like saying things like, I want to be healthier without specifying how or why you're doing it. Like, do you want to get healthier by working out or maybe focusing on your skin? Like, like, cause you know, just saying I want to be healthier isn't really a specific goal. And so it makes it harder for you to accomplish your goals because you don't have like pro- proper steps laid out for you to do it. And so if you don't have proper steps laid out for you to do it, it's kind of just like, hey, I want to be healthier, but it's like- <laughs> Okay. Wow. Resolution. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in addition, like new year's resolutions are like a year long thing, right? So it's like going to be a large goal. And so if you don't plan it out properly and you don't have like small, small, like accomplishments in between, you're not going to feel like, I think I already talked about this a little bit. It's not going to keep you motivated because if you don't have small wins or ways to track progress, you're going to give up because you don't feel like you're getting closer to your goal. And then the last thing is just self doubt, like self efficacy, like I explained before.
0: Wow. I feel like that really just called me out. Like everything you said about (laughs) why we don't do goals. Like she really made an autobiography about it. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, that was really interesting. And I think it's crazy how giving up on New Year's resolutions is so universal. It shows how we're all psychologically connected, even like no matter how different we are. Right. And I think it's really cute. We're all like, Little kids like waiting for (laughs) candy the way we wait for New Year's to set our goals. But at the same time, it's also really depressing and unmotivating hearing how unsuccessful we are with resolutions. Um, I saw a statistic when I was researching that stated that only 8% of people actually go on with their goals to the end of the year. And, and most of us are in that 92%, right? Yeah, Just I'm definitely in a few sure days- the 92%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. So if you thought my segment was going to be a more positive side to New Year's resolutions, you were wrong. It actually gets more depressing from here. And so on top of having you lazy bums not even fulfilling your resolution, you're also yeah. going to decrease your mental health on top of that. Starting something to improve yourself and ending up worse is crazy. And I think that's why it's really important to be careful when you set your resolutions. Mm-hmm. So um, the biggest and most relatable problem for teams lies when you set resolutions like lose weight, glow up, et cetera. First of all, what does glow up even mean as a resolution? <laughs> Since when get less <laughs> resolution? How do you even do that? This just goes to show again, like Josh, we said, broad goals just don't work. And then on top of that, setting yourself up with these goals that are just fancy words for look better, build a negative self image. So you're just subconsciously, or maybe even consciously, telling yourself that you're not good-looking enough right now, and you need to fix that. So guys are stated that if we focus on good things, they they will grow, and if we focus on the negative, it'll only lead us to see the negative. So these goals just make you focus on your insecurities even more than you already do, and for most people, that's going to lead to failure. Very few people are going to use this negative negativity as motivation, and if you do, that's really unhealthy. You need to stop. That's <laughs> not good, but. Um, Most people also become impatient and more insecure with these goals because they want instantaneous results and then they become hopeless when they don't see that. And so these goals have been shown to decrease self-esteem, make you feel hopeless, and even develop mild depression. It goes that far. So my chief executive, Paul Farmer, said that we chastise ourselves for our perceived shortcomings and set unrealistic goals to change our behavior. So it's not surprising that when we fail to keep resolutions, we end up feeling worse than when we started. And I feel like that sums it up so well.
1: Oh, yeah, especially if you're, like, focusing on on your insecurities and then, like, you don't accomplish it then I feel like it's like oh my god like it's like like, let's just say like my insecurity is just like oh my god I'm so ugly like it's like but if I if I don't glow up or whatever then it's like oh my god wait I think I'm just gonna be ugly forever
0: oh yeah that's so true that's such a bad yeah exactly so I'm not saying that you should never strive to want to look better because that's obviously human nature but there are healthier ways to go about it than just making your resolution resolution worded in such a negative light like it's time to look less ugly for example instead of making glow up your resolution you um and which focuses on how you don't look good enough in your eyes right now you should make it something more positive and specific like stick to xyz skincare routine do facial massages 10 minutes a day or whatever you see fit actually wait because it's a teenage audience um don't make get plastic <laughs> your resolution. It's definitely specific, but like no, hashtag love yourself. So this is a very tricky line with glow up examples. So I'm I'm probably gonna use like lose weight as a better example. So instead of setting your resolution as lose weight and focusing on how your body is undesirable to yourself right now, it should be something more positive and specific, like eat healthier foods by limiting sugary or baked goods, or walk 30 minutes a day, etc. And even if your resolutions aren't centered around self-image you're not spared from negative effects so most resolutions include making some significant behavioral change in our lives and that actually raises our cortisol levels or basically increases our stress and resolutions also cause you to focus heavily on the future and that raises anxiety And it's so, that's why it's so important to focus on what you can achieve now and track your current progress rather than focusing on, like, wishful thinking of, oh, how's it going to be after I achieve this goal? So for me specifically, I like to think of it as, like, today is the final day. Like, you have to give it your all today. This is the day where you're going to, like, complete your resolution. And, I mean, there's obviously a limit. Don't, like, push yourself past what you can take, but when you... Think of it as each day counts and each day matters. That'll help you. That'll not only reduce your stress because you're focusing on now instead of later, but it'll also actually help you achieve your goal because you're actually taking action instead of just thinking about it, right? And another big problem with resolutions is, again, how Josh stated, how broad they are. But specifically, I brought this up again because broad goals lead to extreme resolutions that you can't even comprehend. Going back to losing weight, what do you imagine when you hear that? For me, I just think of myself skinnier, but not actually the action of uh, eating healthier or working out, which is what the actual like goal or steps to the goal should be, right? Some people take like the new year new me a little too far and think they'll be like the US president by the end (laughs) of the year. I mean, it's good to have goals, but they have to be realistic because setting crazy goals is only going to lead to disappointment and a loss of motivation to even try and that just puts you in a worse position than where you started so having this toxic all or nothing attitude which a lot of people have with resolutions just worsens bad habits because very likely you're not going to easily achieve that all right and uh, as Joshua stated Earlier, I feel like that excitement really pushes you to give an all sort of resolution, but you need to understand, as we also said, that that motivation is not going to stay with you throughout the year. New Year is like a time for you to just feel renewed, but like in the middle of July, you're not going to be having a new year, new me motivation, right? So you need another source of something stable, like smaller goals, like Josh, we recommended to actually complete it. So instead of like all or nothing, just do something, right? Don't make it like two extreme ends because it's probably going to end up on the worst side if you try that. So that's all the men- bad mental health effects that I have for New Year's resolutions, I hope I didn't scare you off with all these mental health effects because finally, Jay, I'm gonna turn it over to Jaya to discuss the positive. I mean, this was like
2: like five minutes ago, but I think the the insecurities thing, I think that's a big thing because the thing is, no matter how much you work towards your insecurity, if you have that that mindset of that like of hating yourself, no matter how can you get, no matter how much you, like, work on your job, how much money you get, you're never going to be satisfied with yourself. Like, no matter – like, it's just going to – you're just going to keep on wanting more and more and more. And then there's not going to be any – you can't stop. And then to the point where it's, like, it's going to make you so sick or it's going to make you so unhealthy or you're going to be so obsessed with it. So I think it's, again, how Anne and Joshua said, basing your resolutions off of your insecurities is – it's it's a huge risk because – you're never going to be satisfied with yourself.
0: But yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I feel like that's exactly why, especially with insecurities, you should never make them broad because at what point do you glow up or at what point yeah. do you lose enough weight? Like you never know, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So <laughs> um, <laughs> yes.
2: we talked about the problems, but I think we should fix the problems because I think it's like resolutions is not a horrible thing, but It's just the way that you make those resolutions. So first of all, I think we all talked about this, but it's to make smaller resolutions. It's like the way that you stay consistent with something is when you do something that's realistic. And I think Josh and Ann already touched on that. But it's the fact that like you need to look at your schedule. You already have a busy enough life and you have other aspects of your life that are also important that you also have to maintain so you have to fit your resolution inside that like you can't let that resolution become your whole life so i think that's that's the first thing just remember that that resolution no matter how much you want to do it you cannot let that take over your life and then second a second literally they said it also be <laughs> specific with your goals i feel like you guys <laughs> already said this but yeah, I mean, it's, like, we we do this thing in research, <laughs> remember smart goals? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, I feel like it's, it's annoying, like, it's, like, okay, like, why do I have to be that specific? But, like, it's the fact that when you do it, like, you actually have, like, okay, like, a plan of doing it, or, like, I feel like in elementary school or middle school, we had like these goals and it was like, okay, get all A pluses. Like, okay, oh, yeah, like no. how, how, how do you do that? Like, <laughs> so I think it's it's important to just sit with yourself and really understand how you're going to change yourself. Like what steps are you going to take?
1: So basically like we have this research project that we have to do, right? And so um, they like, since we have like teachers, we kind of like, um they give us like assignments to help us keep us on track. Mm-hmm. And so, so then one of our thing was like, um make a quarter due timeline of like the steps that you're gonna do to like collect your data and so um I made okay I made my quarter two timeline thinking that my worms are gonna get there like the day I like literally the next day and so then I made my whole like timeline right and then like and then I come in the next day and it's like I can't do anything because my worms aren't there I feel like um I don't know I feel like we can talk more about this in discussion but it's like Mm -hmm. it's like when stuff like that
2: happens You shouldn't be, like, like discouraged. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, in psychology, I forgot the term, but it's when we always expect ourselves to do something way, like, we, like, pretend we're, like, you have to do homework in the evening. You're going to expect an assignment that probably will realistically take you, like, five, six hours to do, that you'll get it done two hours. Like, we just have very high expectations of ourselves. So nowadays, when I do homework, I don't get discouraged when it doesn't take two hours because I know that my mind is automatically going to be like, okay, because we plan stuff when we're at our best, like, working, like, you know, best working stage and everything, but there's things that come up, and we can't really control that, and it's okay, like, if we don't feel like doing it, or we need to take a break, that's fine, because, again, I always tell everyone, but we're not robots, we're not going to constantly keep on working every single hour, so just reminding myself that, that I'm not going to be at my best every single hour, and that's okay.
1: I know. I feel like um last year, a lot, like, I wouldn't set, like, a time for my homework, like, how long it'll take, and then if it didn't take that long, I would mm-hmm. always,
2: like, get angry
1: at myself, but then now I'm, like, realizing, okay, like, I just set unrealistic, like, time frames.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. so this can be in the small scale, or it can be, like, in a big scale, like, as a New Year's resolution and then after that it's writing down your goals i think we don't understand the impact of writing something down and like either a journal or somewhere in your notes app just like making yourself realize that this is not all in your head because i think we have a lot of thoughts in our head but not all of the thoughts that we have like like we follow or are like sometimes i have these thoughts like very negative thoughts about myself and i i always make myself realize that my thoughts are not me. Like, I I can have all those thoughts, but if I don't really believe in something, like, it's not going to happen or it's not true. Um, Fourth is we have apps. Like, we have so much. Like, we always are like, oh, social media is horrible. Don't go on your phone. It's TikTok sucks. But um, I think that there's also a lot of useful resources online, like, especially for meditation. I know that there, there's, like, really good apps, and or yoga and stuff like that um so again it don't you know like don't have this like very like oh be scared of social media because actually Anne wrote an essay about tiktok (laughs)
0: um, guys it's tiktok is not the problem you are (laughs) (laughs) guys brief summary it was basically like ever there's always a downside to everything but that doesn't mean you just only focus on the downside. Like TikTok has amazing amount of benefits. Like for me, at least, like I wouldn't have like saved so much money on so many things or gotten good resources for studying or understood how to do college apps if I didn't have TikTok videos.
1: I know I'll like go on TikTok and I'll look like sometimes I'll be stressed about college, right? So then I'll go on TikTok and I'll look like, Look at so I want to go to NYU, right? So then I'll go look at like NYU like stats. And then that'll like help me like understand. Okay. So I have to like be doing this to like like it helps me like understand what I really
0: need to be doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. My thing
0: is kind of just like take advantage of the benefits instead of complaining about the negatives. Yeah. Good job, man. <laughs> I didn't even get that good of a grid on that essay, guys. <laughs> uh-
2: it you have, it's all like it's like the is the glass half full or half empty you know you always have to think that. but um after that it's yeah uh, josh, <laughs> <she bars>. <laughs> <laughs> after that it's um sharing it and josh you talked about i feel like this has been covered but i'm just giving more sharing it with someone and it's not just anyone because i think when you share with a lot of like especially when we get nearest resolution we just feel the need to tell the whole world about it and play that but I think it's beneficial to keep it between yourself and people who you trust. Because the people who you trust will, again, like, they will challenge you, but they'll also support you. So it just, it's like, don't keep it a secret, but don't tell everyone. Because, I don't know,
0: people's words are, like, very... A statistic yeah, yeah. that said, if you the more people you tell about your goal, the less likely you are to achieve it. I don't know the reasoning behind that, but I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, I feel like it's because a lot of people like to offer
2: their opinions on things and then you just end up, it just, it creates confusion and it just creates, you know, like a lot of people are also very negative, especially um, aunties. <laughs> 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 but yeah yeah um, okay wait I have something to add
1: on that so yeah. um I remember <laughs> freshman- <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> okay because okay. I remember like freshman year I used to be like so secure about everything because like I remember in eighth grade I was like really weird but like okay but in like freshman hey, year, I was actually best friends with you in eighth grade so basically you were weird too oh, okay what the heck <laughs> but okay so I used to be like so secure about everything right so mm. then like I would find an outfit and then I'd ask like 40 other people. I'd be like, hey, does this look good? And then some people or well, okay. Well, not really about an outfit because like, obviously people aren't going to say, hey, it's ugly, but like, maybe like, okay, I was looking for like, maybe like a hoko dress. And I was like, um, which one? Like I'll give them like three options. And then every single person would choose a different one because everyone <laughs> has like styles, right? So then it's like, so then I would get confused. So then it's kind of like, it's going off of that. Like asking so many people, it's getting like, like you get too many opinions and you confuse yourself.
0: This happened with Joshua with her spring formal dress, actually. I remember I you feel know? like this always happens. You're like three, or like when you then- just have the order of Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. Everyone- <laughs> Sorry, Jay, what were you saying? No, 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 continue.
2: I was just like, hey, so when does <laughs> it happen? But um was it and then Joshua sent three options to me and I selected this white dress and she was like, Jay, everyone else is everyone else hates this though and i'm like josh we do you like it though that's the whole thing and then she ended up buying that one i know that made me so happy because it was so, like
1: it was my favorite dress out of all of them and then yeah, like me too and you look so good at it too oh my I, God, know. Thank thank you. You.
2: I think people are always gonna have something bad to say about yourself like about you so it's just you know just be confident in yourself don't let don't have like don't have validation from other people. And I feel like it's harder being a girl because I think it's just we always feed off validation from other girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, the other one is plan your follow through. So basically, we've been talking a lot on our motivation. But I think the key thing to realize when you're setting a resolution or any goal is that motivation doesn't matter. It's discipline that does it's not literally motivation, like, if you are motivated one day, like, that's, you're not going to get your goal done, but discipline, like, sticking to it every single day, like, you have to make a schedule, so instead of thinking about one day, plan your whole month out, like, how are you going to approach your whole month, and how you're going to stick to it, like, and don't be easy on yourself, like, yes, I know, it's, like, okay, like, mental health, you know, like, you have to, you have to treat yourself respectfully and stuff but if you really want to get something done you have to have this you have to challenge yourself also <sighs> okay seven <laughs> hey guys seven <laughs> is stacking your habits so this is actually something that i learned from ep psych but there's this thing called classical conditioning and it's basically when you um, what is it? Combine two stimuli together. So, basically, there was an experiment. It was called Pavlov's experiment. And everyone who's taking AP psych right now will be like, oh, my God, because it's like <laughs> the most famous thing ever. And they basically associated eating food with the ringing of a bell. So, they always used to ring a bell. And then after that, give food. And then ring a bell, give food, ring a bell. So, then they conditioned, like, the dogs conditioned it together. So, whenever they heard ringing of the bell they started salivating and like they started like wanting food so I think that's the same thing with goals it's like pretend you want to like like meditate you should associate that with something that you do consistently like brushing your teeth so you can be like okay after I brush my teeth I'm gonna meditate for five minutes and soon enough if you do it enough times they're gonna be conditioned together and like that's just I don't know. Like that's just go. Like it's gonna be so much more easier. It's gonna be like a subconscious thing at that point. Mm.
0: That's um, a good point.
2: I feel like that's yeah. Nobody really talks about that. Yeah, but um, everything else I feel like is it's just like checking in with yourself. You know, just like are you doing okay? Cause, and then I think that this is also what Josh B said: celebrating her small successes and remembering that. Okay, to slip up again, what Josh said. It's just like you're gonna fail and you're gonna have obstacles. Like, life isn't life without obstacles, it's not life without failure. But I think, not like Josh said, to focus on the positives, but I think you should also focus on the negatives, but how you overcame those negatives. I think that's a huge thing, like, to reward yourself based on your resilience so yeah and then i'm just gonna end with do it for the right reasons so i think like losing weight and stuff i think a lot of girls do it because of societal standards and the pressures that society has based on us and like us just hating ourselves but the thing is when you do it based off of hate then it's not gonna be a goal that's gonna go on for a long time so especially for me, I think a lot of my fitness journey was based off of just me hating on myself and me trying to fit a certain standard. But now, like since I was so rough on myself, now I don't even feel like working out or exercising or doing anything else, because that was such a rough moment for me. So instead, focus on doing something because you love yourself, like working out because you love your body, eating healthy because you want your body to feel good. So it's all like not, not letting society determine, I don't know, like how you should be and just you trying to grow and be successful. And just-
0: Okay. So I think we finished the majority of what we wanted to share with you guys. So we're just planning on doing like a little discussion because we wanted to add, like, I know we've already talked about a lot of personal experiences throughout, but just to kind of get an idea of how our resolutions might align with what we've been talking about. Do we face these mental health side effects? Do we align with the psychology that Josh we talked about? Have we set resolutions according to how Jaya recommended? So, um, does any of you want to start with any previous, cause I know we didn't have any resolutions this year, but any previous resolutions that you think kind of aligned with all the things that we talked about?
1: Um. Yeah. So definitely like, I don't remember any of my previous resolutions cause I never <laughs> even like, like I never even actually did them, but I know like my mom every year, she would like ask us, Hey, you should make resolutions. And so then, and so then we would right, And then, um, it was kind of, like, instead of making them for ourselves, we were making it for her. So then it was, like, um, we weren't really, like, obviously, we are also, like, really young. So it didn't really, like, it was, like, okay, like, what is, like, a six-year-old going to do? But, like, it was, <laughs> like, we were, mo- we we're doing it for ourselves. And then we literally, like, forgot it in, like, a week. And so like, I feel like if you're doing it for, like, if you're doing, like, resolutions for other people, it's not going to work out. Hmm.
0: I definitely agree. I don't know if I've ever made a resolution for someone else, but kind of along the lines of what Jay was talking about with facing um pressure like from like beauty standards and stuff, I think I was definitely insecure about my weight in like middle school. And I mean, honestly, I never really did anything to achieve goal, but like <laughs> I was just kind of like lose weight. And over quarantine, I think I I was really stuck on it. But um, because that self-hate was such a driving factor for it, mm-hmm. once I kind of became okay with, like, my body, then all of a sudden I didn't feel the need to, like, work out or you anything anymore. That's not a good thing because I should still be working on eating healthy, whether I feel self-hate or self-love or anything, because that's just, like, basic um, health, like, health activities right but because yeah Mm -hmm. move it keep going keep going no no you're good I was just like saying that the same thing that Jay experienced where she doesn't even want to work out anymore because she associates that with such a bad thing it's not like I'm traumatized of working out or anything but it's kind of like unless I have that self-hate as a driving factor I don't really feel the need to like work out because I can't associate it with like a positive thing now
1: yeah because like okay I had like the same experience oh my god because um I remember over quarantine I literally lost like so much weight and then after I lost it I like just started eating whatever I wanted I just like stopped working out I like stopped doing anything and I think it was just because like I was literally like I was only doing it just so that I could lose the weight but I wasn't doing it for myself like for my own like to become healthier like I was doing it for like the wrong reasons
0: Yeah and I could even feel like when I was even when I was working out for the wrong reasons I felt like a sense of happiness because like working out eating healthy does make your body feel better and it is good for you right but because my overall driving factor was just hate I couldn't like I can't associate it as much like I don't ever think oh let's work out just for me to be happy Mm -hmm. like that's never what comes to my mind anymore which is really sad. Yeah
2: yeah. Yeah. I think a big thing about why we feel happy when we exercise or we have that self-hate thing is because I feel like a lot of life like a lot of the things in our life that happen we can't control like like when happiness happens because there's always things going on but I think when we try and exercise we just feel like we're in control like we're Mm -hmm. determining our own happiness by doing that and I just like that's a horrible thing to like Feel that you're in control and i feel like we're all talking about quarantine i feel like qu- our quarantine resolution was more like <laughs> crazy than our new year's resolution i think everyone had like a whole quarantine resolution going on <laughs> and like it was like the chloe Ting era and stuff like that oh my and gosh was, like, yeah <laughs> it was crazy and um that just shows like it just makes me sad that when we're alone like and during quarantine like like the first thing like it's so hard like actually it's like if we don't get any social interaction, like what happens to us? Like how much how badly we treat ourselves when we're just alone. Yeah. And my quarantine era was horrible. Like it was horrible. Like it was like like running, then elliptical, then treadmill, then working out, then eat, eat not eating breakfast, not eating lunch. Like it was like that for months and months on end and like for me it didn't really end until like two years later or two or three years later and it's just like it's the fact that it's still not ending like there's not always a time that you ever feel satisfied with yourself yeah. and I think I also got to the point as Josh we said that I was so sick of working out and like starving myself that I used I started eating whatever I want whatever I got my hands on and then I got to the point where I felt like throwing up every single day last year so it just and now I'm getting back to my normal diet but it's like the fact that like so much can change in the last three years and it's it's horrible that we do so many things that we hate ourselves and I I saw a screenshot that Ann sent me in December actually of um she sent me a tiktok that was like 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 there was a photographer and whenever he used to take a picture of someone they always used to be like don't take a photograph of me I'm ugly and like it's the fact that he said to everyone like you think like you think of the worst in yourself like everyone else like pretend the grandma who didn't want her picture taken like when she died her her like grandchildren they used to take that picture and they used to think that was the best thing ever and used to keep it so close to their hearts so it's like the people who will love you will not find your flaws and I feel like if we truly love ourselves we won't try to find our flaws either you know
0: yeah yeah
2: wow.
0: I feel like oh yeah go ahead yeah, you go, yeah you because go. this is like, a different topic okay okay um I feel like first of all I was gonna say Quarantine is such a weird time. I feel like it's always good to focus on ourselves, but I think when we have too much time with ourselves, it just gets very self critical. And I think that was the problem. A lot of people in quarantine just had too much time on their hands, and that just led to a lot of negative negativity within themselves. And the way everyone came out of quarantine as a whole new person. Like everyone really took oh self-improvement god. to a like new level. <laughs> I know.
1: Like I'm definitely like completely different than I was before yeah. quarantine. Oh my god. I think and I cause... changed for
0: the oh yeah. What? No, no, no. you got it. <laughs> sorry. I think I definitely changed for the better overall. Even if it was like self-hate, I think I definitely developed some good habits. But also what I was gonna say is the when we were all talking about how it was like either workout or just eat whatever you want I feel like that goes back to the all or nothing attitude that we have with resolutions which is so toxic like we just either think we're doing the most or we just give up and don't do anything which is exactly why resolutions can be so toxic because we just go back to where we started except for worse when we just think of it as oh we need to like achieve it all like immediately yeah yeah
1: um okay so I have something um it's kind of not really about quarantine but um so I like researched about this but I thought it would be better to like bring it up in discussion but um like I feel like very few people make goals about mental health and like that's like it's like important to do that because like you're you like you're your own person right like you're supposed to be focusing on yourself because that's the only person that you can change and you can control and so then it's like um a lot of people don't really like like focus on like like okay wait I don't know how to phrase this but like like they're not like focusing on how to make their like health better or like they're like because a lot of people like neglect mental health right like but they're always like focusing on like the external factors but they're not really focusing on like inside yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah I think that's a good point and like Jay mm-hmm. was saying like doing meditation and stuff like that and mm-hmm. just focusing on how you can improve yourself for yourself right because even if even goals like losing weight or whatever outward appearance or anything like that I yeah. feel like even though they're about yourself like who are they for they're usually for like validation from others or because society makes you feel a certain way yeah
1: um and then like also like a mental health goal you can have is kind of like going to therapy I feel like I think like there's such a like stigma around therapy like like um like I feel like a
0: lot of people are just like oh my god you go to therapy like you know like and then yeah, um, I think it's just for like extremely like mentally unstable people but yeah it be- but it can be like literally for anyone like even if you're just like like, even if you're
1: just, like, stressed about thing, about like, you can go to therapy just for that. Like, you don't have to be, like, literally, like, like, like having, like, the, like, worst type of, like, depression ever to be going to therapy. Yeah.
2: yeah. I feel like I'm so thankful that we live in this age where mental health is accepted to be, like, because I feel like, especially what, like, when our parents, like, lived, like, when they were children, like before that it was like okay like what is depression like what is anxiety like what
0: is all of that things So that I think- they were real things back then. yeah exactly and I feel like
2: we need to accept that mental health is still health you know our mind it's and I feel like people don't realize this enough but our mental health is connected to our physical health mm-hmm. so if you don't maintain both it's going to affect your whole body someday so you need to prioritize every single part of your body if you know you want to have a healthy
0: life okay okay so I had two things I wanted to talk about with Jaya's um suggestions first one writing down and I feel like that's really important and relatable because even our teachers in classes like specifically our bio bio teachers they only let us take notes handwritten and we even remember that assignment we did at the beginning of the year where we just like looked at a bunch of studies about uh typing versus handwriting oh Uh, yeah yeah, that was just to prove how beneficial handwriting can be Mm -hmm. and um I feel like that's so important because I mean I know the whole like memorization thing isn't really applicable to goals but it still helps us kind of feel like it's physical now right like it's actually happening and I also kind of based my first um AP Lang essay on that um because it he was asking us why we write and My reason was that I want to write to organize my thoughts, which is exactly what Jay was saying. We just have so many thoughts in our brain. And it's so hard to, like, remember everything, comprehend everything, Mm -hmm. like, and... I feel like writing it down just helps us get a sense of organization and clarity in those things. And recently, for the new year, I actually bought an agenda, which I write in. And I feel like it helps me remember everything. Because there are some things like on the back of your mind, like maybe like internships or something like that, where I'm just like, it's always in the back of my mind, but I just get so busy throughout the week. And then at the end of the week, I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot to do that. But now that I have it written down, it's just so much easier for me to remember everything.
1: I know. Like I have like this whiteboard. And so then... um. Sometimes when I have like just too much going on, I just like I'm like I feel like someone organized right so then I'll like write everything that I need to get done on the whiteboard so that like I like I'm like constantly looking at it and then I'm like, oh yeah, I have to do that and then I I end up doing it.
0: Yeah, I feel like that was a really good point. And then also this wasn't really a point, but you were just talking about how we always plan goals at our best at our peak time and i feel like that is so relatable and that's such a good point that nobody talks about like we kind mm-hmm. of know it but we don't really say it, right yeah. because do you guys ever have those nights where you're like just scrolling on tiktok and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you see like it's like 2 a.m you see like a motivational thing and you're like okay i'm gonna like change my life tomorrow i'm gonna have a whole <laughs> schedule and then tomorrow it's like you wake up at like 1 p.m and you're like okay never <laughs> mind. <laughs> that, all that planning was at your highest peak and then after that peak is over it's just like okay what now so, yeah I
2: think it's like, sorry. Know. It was like, there's like a couple things that's like, love me at my best and my worst. <laughs> hey, no. It's like, it's like, it's not even that, but it's
0: like plan for yourself
2: at your best and your worst, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that, Um, actually I said it doesn't really relate to anything, but I'm changing my statement because that actually does relate to how you said, um, focus on discipline instead of motivation and I feel like that was a really good point and that brings me to um, a thing I was I learned about a year ago I think and it's called Atomic Habits. it's actually a book and it's it it's like award-winning so I'm pretty sure it's very popular but just in case you haven't heard of it I'm just gonna go through it because Jayashree and Jay haven't heard of it what the heck um, actually I've heard of it but yeah it's actually some of the points you mentioned were very similar to it and i'll get to that in a second mm-hmm. but so basically as just like an analogy right think you're on a plane on like the is this west or east coast <laughs> east coast guys i still have to do this because i think left is west and east hey, is- don't embarrass yourself <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, on the east coast, and you, your plane is just a few degrees off, like very, very tiny. And you're planning to go to Los Angeles, which is on the west coast, guys. Oh my God. Oh my God. I
1: didn't know that.
0: (laughs) And instead, because that plane was a few degrees off, by the time you, by the time the plane ends its course, it'll end up in some like yeehaw state instead (laughs) of being in Los Angeles. And that's how much. small um, changes just impact as a whole. And that's the same concept that the author was trying to make with atomic habits. Small habits can like increase can like change yourself so much. And his statistic was actually a 1% increase every day can lead you to be 37.78 times better by the end of the year, versus a 1% decrease every day will just lead you back Down to 0% if that's not already where you started. So, I guess you're going in the negatives. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, big accomplishments aren't made by big changes, but just by like daily small habits. And a lot of people think that growth is like this linear thing where they're just working and they're seeing progress as they go, but that's not true. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is exactly why a lot of people give up by February it's actually very exponential right and Mm -hmm. if you guys are in like third grade you don't know what an exponential graph looks like it's basically like it starts off not increasing that much and then it goes up a lot right Mm -hmm. so um this this part of the curve where it's like you're working really hard right you're working same amount as linear would be but you're not getting any progress you're like Mm -hmm. increasing by like this much each time after putting in so much progress this part is Mm -hmm. called like the valley of disappointment because you're putting in all this effort and you're not seeing any results. But then there's kind of this breakthrough point where you're getting into that high rise exponential part and that only comes after consistency and you're not going to see that by the end of February, right? Which is when a lot of people are like okay, bye, I'm not doing my resolution. <laughs> Obviously like it it'll take some time but it's going to accumulate and then it's going to create a big accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm yeah
1: oh my god wait because like with like my little like skincare thing because I've been doing it for a while and I still don't see anything Mm. and it's so like it's like discouraging because it's like oh my god why is like why do I still have like all like the marks right but then Mm -hmm. it's like um but like I know that
0: it like takes time to like
2: yeah especially
0: scars it takes a long time but when you keep consistent it it'll go away yeah
2: I also I feel like It's like that graph, but I think that instead of going like all the way up, there's a bunch of up and down, like zigzags Mm -hmm. as you're going up. Cause I think even when we're at a good stage and we're consistent, we still need to account for it. Like that we're again, we're not perfect. We're not robots. So there are going to be bad days. There're going to be days that are going to have worse progress than the day before. And, like, so I feel like the line is more, like, of course, as you go up, it's going to be less up and down. Mm-hmm. But Realizing that.
0: I think not- it'll still go up and down no matter how far exactly. you go. But overall, yeah. it's going to be an increase, right? Yeah. That's a good point. And so the book kind of talked about setting systems instead of goals. Um, And goals is, like, the final outcome, where a system is, like, the steps leading up to that. And the big problem with goals is it's only a momentary change, right? When you're focusing on a goal, you're just waiting to get to that one peak and then you're like, okay, this is where it changed. Now what? It's just one moment. And then there's also the thing of the all or nothing thing I was talking about. It's a win or lose, nothing in between. And again, very likely you're going to end up losing if you set your expectations like that. So having just one goal is not going to give you those small successes as Joshua was talking about and you can't see any progress, right? And then finally, after you achieve your goal, what happens? If you're just focusing on a goal, like say you wanted to um, run a marathon, I think is what the video's example was. Okay, after you run a marathon, what's going to happen? Now you're not going to run a marathon anymore and you're back to your old habits or losing weight. Mm-hmm. You lost your desired amount of weight. That was your goal. Now what? You're going to go back to eating unhealthy because you don't have that system that, you're wor- that you were following to get to your goal you don't have a habit that you built up you just wanted your goal to be losing weight and now that you've done it you don't see a reason to go back to your system so that's why it's more important to focus on a system rather than a goal because it helps you have like this long-term progress right yeah, and cool. there's this amazing quote that i totally came up with guys atomic mm-hmm. are the building block of <laughs> molecules but and atomic habits are the building blocks of remarkable results
2: oh my god you're so you're so creative. You're like a UN.
0: Yeah. <laughs> don't quote me, guys. Anyway. So this book, I don't want to go too much into it because I actually was interested in making this a new video. If you guys are interested, but there are three main steps um of making goals according to this book. It's called identity, process, and outcome. And it's worse to focus on the outcome because You're just focusing on the end goal again, the goal which you don't want to focus on. But um, just to summarize, identity is kind of like, instead of saying, um, I want to play violin, make it, I'm a musician. That gives you a sense of identity with the goal. Because whenever you make a goal in correlation to you, that makes you feel like a part of it. You want to do it. When you say I'm a musician, you want to live up to that standard and you feel like it's integrated in you and that makes you want to do your goal more. And then- processes it was actually very similar to what Jaya was saying um about combining habits by making them like the brushing your teeth and then meditating or I forgot what the example was but you know very similar to that except for it's kind of like reward behavior so whenever you do this small um habit you need to associate it with some kind of reward because then your brain will want to do that more like homework don't think of it as a chore do homework for a certain amount of time and then reward yourself with something so your brain will automatically want to do that more because it's associating that with a reward oh my and god then- it's like a little like um that
1: like studying method it's like work for like 25 minutes and then the take a door for five minutes oh, pomodoro oh, yeah.
2: Method, yeah. yeah you know yeah. this is in psychology called operant conditioning and it's actually been- guys,
0: how many times did you guys hear the word psychology <laughs> today comment down below <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it says that well this is for like children
2: but uh, children are able to do better when they're given rewards for something that they do good rather than being like rather than punishing them for if they do something bad so I think it's also like you need to focus on not punishing yourself
0: okay. yeah 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 but that's just like a sneak peek of Atomic Habits guys you guys should totally watch our video that's the gonna
1: um yeah just quickly before you leave again just subscribe to all our like podcast platforms which again I will I can link them all like in the description and then also also yeah make sure you watch our second episode because um it's gonna be about the atomic habits that Ann was talking about so if you're interested
0: definitely watch it yeah even if you're not interested you guys still have to watch it yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay Mary get off the mic, the mic.
1: Oh bye bye, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>